This is Sober in the City. Real life, real addiction, real recovery. For Sober in the City all week, subscribe to our podcast by visiting SoberInTheCity.com or search Sober in the City in the iTunes store. Stick this in a shot glass and shoot it. It's Dangerous Debbie Strand. Sober in the City is brought to you in part by Believe Treatment Center. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand. Call now. 1-855-874-2354 or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com to find out how we can help and how your insurance can pay for it. We're back with more Sober in the City and I'm Debbie Strand. If you think you or someone you care about might have a problem with drugs, alcohol, pot, food issues, sex, gambling, porn, smoking, hair pulling, internet addiction... There's all kinds of them. Yeah, I know we sound like a real buzzkill right now, but sober is better, I swear. Give us a call, 800-SOBER-05, 800-SOBER-05. We'd love to hear from you, what you're going through, and what your opinion is on the topic. Tell me if you're staying sober. Tell me how you're doing it, or tell me why you got wasted yesterday. We always have a reason to go back out. Share it here. Tell us the resentment. You can put somebody out right here on the air at Sober in the City. Call us 800-SOBER-05 and visit us at SoberInTheCity.com and listen live on the Sober in the City app for Apple Android devices. Share it with your friends. Give it to your sponsee. Let them listen for a while. Save you the time. Also, just write to us. Call us. Let us know that you're listening and what you like about the show and maybe a subject or a topic that you would like to hear about. We're talking about doing the work of a program, what you can expect and how it worked for others and how it can work for you if you honestly try. 800-SOBER-05. We talked about the first three steps in a previous show about two shows ago, I believe, and that's archived at SoberInTheCity.com. You can listen to that. Step one, admitting that you're powerless over your addiction, that your life is becoming unmanageable. You're thinking, perhaps, you're thinking that maybe this time it'll be different. Step two, you're bringing in a higher power. In other words, you are starting to look at something is out there besides you controlling the world. You are not the center of the universe. And in step three, you make a decision to turn your will and your care over to a God that you understand, a higher power, whether it be Mother Nature, the universe, the clouds, the core of the earth, a group of drunks, uh, whatever you want to call it, that's up to you. In our first segment, we talked a lot about step four, where you're making a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself, but listing all your resentments, making your grudge list. Sounds like a lot of fun, right? Yeah. But the second part of it is you turn it around and look at your part in it. Where did you indeed get the ball rolling in these resentments? And in step five, you admit to God, yourself, and another human being the exact nature of your wrongs. In other words, you read your step four. Step six, you get ready to have God remove your defects of character. Your God, not mine, not anyone else's, okay? Don't ever misunderstand when you hear the word God in this program that this has something to do with uh, a nun hitting you over the knuckles with a ruler or something, okay? And step seven, you're just asking for your shortcomings to be removed. Step eight, easy. 
You make a list of the persons you had harmed and become willing to make an amends to them. You're not yet making an amends, but you make a list. And I'm going to show you a few ways that my sponsor made it very easy for me where I thought it was overwhelming and impossible. So we're going to go right now to step nine. We're going to talk a little bit about that, where we make direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others, not ourselves. <laughs> so we don't want to injure other people and we have to be willing to take those consequences. So during step four, and I talked about this a lot in the previous segments, that I had to keep reminding myself, you're not there yet. Don't worry about step nine. We had to keep doing the work. I had to keep going. Some of the hardest amends that I made were the ones that I got the most relief from. Example, my fiance that died of a drug overdose, his mother decided because I was high still to not let me attend his memorial service or have any decisions in what happened with him after his death. So I had a huge resentment towards her when I got sober a year and a half after his death. I was ate up with thoughts about her and how angry I was and how hurt I was and how victimized I was by all that. And at about two years sober, I was able to make an amends to her. I went through the writing of this process through my fourth step, read it to my sponsor, and it brought up so many fears and hurts for me was the biggest one, I think, in all of my fourth step. And when I made that amends to her, I was frightened, but I was very proud of myself. I was very proud that I was no longer the tore down, lying drug addict that told her I had a job. No, I was sober. No, I was going to meetings. No, Jamie and I are doing very well. Everything is good. And I lied to her all the time. And she just kept talking to me about getting into a program. Eventually I did. She was the first person that ever told me about a program. I remembered her words, trust God, clean house, help others. And I really attribute her talking to me as the first seeds that were planted in my recovery. That amends seemed impossible to me. And when I walk through that, I tell you, the freedom that I felt, the shame and the guilt that was lifted from me was enormous. I just had a fundraiser recently for the Freedom From Addiction Foundation that I'm the executive director of. The Freedom From Addiction Foundation helps people. And Yvonne was able to come out to that fundraiser. And I recognized her as the person who was the first one to 12-step me and to talk about recovery. And she says it was all God working, but that would make her my angel. So there were other amends that seemed impossible for me to make, like when we used to steal from that large warehouse company for your home. I think it's some type of depot and uh, there were grocery stores and drug stores. I had no idea because I was sure that I had stolen thousands of dollars from these places. How was I ever going to make an amends? And what my sponsor had me do as an act of humility and a recognition of what I had done, I had to go into those stores with just $5. I barely had any money then anyway. I brought $5 in. I asked for a manager and I said that I was in a program of recovery. I'm a sober drug addict and alcoholic and I'm trying to make an amends for the things that I did in my past. And in my past, I had taken things that didn't belong to me and I wanted to offer them the $5 as a token of my amends to making things right and doing things right in my life. They were astonished. They couldn't believe what I was doing. They were grateful. They were thankful. They glowed. Most of the times they didn't accept it. And I said, this money doesn't belong to me. Put it in a tip jar. 
put it in one of the donation jars that are on the counter or throw it on the floor. I don't care. Even in one of the stores, I had to just leave it on the counter and walk away. And one day there was a guy from the program that I went to meetings with and he had like 18 years sober and he was standing there and he looked at me and I could see him out of the corner of my eye as I was saying this to the manager. And I walked away afterwards and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm making an amends. That's the program in action. Well, about a year and a half later, that guy was back out. and I haven't seen him back in the room since, but I was out there making amends, doing what I was supposed to do. And then in step 10, step 10 is easy. It's, uh, it's all those steps all included. And we just continue to look at our behavior. And as soon as we're off base, we correct it. So we don't have to keep going back and redoing step four. Step 10 encompasses that. So step 10 actually says that we continued to take personal inventory when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So for me, that's just keeping up with your program. We've got a couple callers on the line and I want them to share their experience with us. We've got Sandra on the line. Sandra is from here in Florida. Let me see. That's a, that's a Florida area code. Sandra, where are you at? I'm actually in Pennsylvania. I moved back, uh, Two years ago, I did a little stunt thing where I walked up here, but... um, (laughs) That's uh, awesome. (laughs) I did. I I walked from Fort Lauderdale to D.C. to Philly. (laughs) Wow. And I made a lot of... I actually made a lot of amends on the way, too. Uh, uh, It's funny, you know, about that, but, like, I keep my Florida number because I actually refuse to believe I live in the snow again (laughs) after 30 years. I, I ran away. I ran away from here. When I was like 14 and 81 and, um, I've actually been the whole, the whole trip, the whole last two and a half years has actually been about making amends and healing past hurts of my life and things that I did. And, um, I actually just started a women's program here to help pay it forward to do just that very same thing was to keep, keep making amends and to help others. And, you know, Step nine is 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 uh, a continuous continuous thing for me because you know I'm perfectly imperfect. It's a program of progress, not perfection. Um, and you know sometimes when I'm left to my own devices, I I I, I fail. I have failings. You know, um, I'm human. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, and which causes me sometimes to still, you know, snap, uh, when I get completely stretched out and, you know, but the thing today is, you know, I've through the steps, through all the steps, I've learned how to get a better, better handle on things and realize what's happening. You know, when it's happening, if I'm spinning, I can put one foot on the floor and stop the world for a minute and say, okay, breathe Sandra. And, you know, who did you just hurt with what you just did? You know, or go back and check and make sure, you know, that nobody was hurt by what you just said or did or, you know, um, self-examination. It's a constant. It's a constant. I find myself, you know, several times a year, I like to go back and, and, and check my step work and see where I've, you know, regressed or progressed. And, you know, there's there's a lot of different facets with step nine. You know, it's not just uh, you know, like you know, like you said, running out and and uh, haphazardly going around telling people that you're sorry and expecting them <clears throat> to forgive you and to let you back into their lives. Um, I've actually had you know my own friends and family that have come into the program that 
um, have made, you know, amends to me, but that doesn't, you know, I, I love, I still love them with a long handled spoon, so to speak, you know, um, I feed them my love and tolerance and patience and acceptance from over here, you know, with a spoon. And when they get a little too close, sometimes I have to whack them with it because, (laughs) you know, because I actually, I actually picked that saying up from a black foster family I had when I was about 15. Mm. (laughs) He said, I'm going to love that boy. I'm going to love that boy June bug with a long handled spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So that was my grandma niece. But, you know, they, they, um, the steps and step nine and 10 and, uh, just going back over things, you know, we're supposed to make amends to people, places, things that we had harmed. And it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, like, um, it's a must. It's a, it's, it's an absolute must step that you have to take. Um, it shouldn't be taken without, the, you know, consulting your sponsor um, to let someone else know, you know, what you're planning and how you're planning to do it. Because usually, you know, like my sponsor always tells me first thought wrong, you know, second thought might be wrong too. So let's check with, you know, someone and, and make sure that, you know, our, our thoughts are compiled because we get so upset and, you know, there's things in our past that if we don't address or vocalize or confront that they, they will take us out, you know, later in life, um, you know, thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm never going to see that person again or they're never going to speak to me again um, as an excuse to not deal with that situation can can really harm can harm you later in your program, no matter how many years you have. Like you said, that guy, you know, that you saw in the in, in the in the store, you know, he was right. shocked at what you were doing. Right. You know, a year later, out he goes and you haven't seen him since. Right. Um, you know, all I take all of my steps very seriously. And, you know, you have to, you know, it's, it's sometimes you can't pay back a full debt. Like you took the $5, you know, there's, there's many of those things that I've done too. And while I haven't actually had the courage to approach a manager, um, I try to pick up like chances to pay it forward when I'm in grocery stores or, 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 or any kind of a store where somebody in front of me is short. And I'll say, wait, you know, what do you need? Um, you know, I've done, I think I mentioned this on the last show that we're at. It happened in a pawn shop once. Um, you just never know where that opportunity is going to come. And then there's, you know, people that have died that are now no longer in my life that I can't, you know, do anything like physically for, but in a spiritual sense, I can do something for somebody else and say, I'm doing this in the name of, you know, so-and-so. Right. See, there's, there's so many different ways to make an amends. We don't have to be overwhelmed by it. I mean, like I know my fiance, he must have stolen like a half a million dollars. (laughs) He was crazy (laughs) with that boosting and returning game. And he must have been overwhelmed with that. And he couldn't stay sober. And there's no way he thought there's no way I could ever pay back all that money. How am I going to do that? But we didn't have to. We didn't have to. uh, You know, most of our amends is a living amends that we no longer participate in that behavior. And when we help other people to get sober, then they're not out doing those things either. Yeah, we've also, um, there's also uh, the one with the balloon or the kite where you write down 
um, something you write down a confession or something that you say that you want to say to somebody that maybe has passed on or died or things like that. And then you get like the longest string you possibly can. And when you let it go far enough to where you actually cannot see it anymore, you cut the string. <laughs> Don't even get me going on my anti-litter campaign down here by the ocean, you know. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no. They have they have special ones now. Oh, they have good. special ones now that are biodegradable. Good, something yeah. the manatees can eat. Yes, <laughs> good. Yes, yes, they do. They have the biodegradable ones. But you know, like like every bit of um, you know our program, it's a daily daily process. If we wake up, if we've been given that daily reprieve, another 24, it's a chance, you know, to make good in life. And, and, you know, another important thing is to remember that, you know, you might not make every amends that, you know, for every discretion and discretion that you've ever had in life. But as long as every day I get up, I do my best not to harm anybody. If I find myself in a situation where, you know, um, I'm becoming the problem, you know, I have to stop and I have to recognize that and, and then move on. It's, it's just, it's, it's about getting a little better each day. And, and I saw something a couple of weeks ago online that said, you know, two steps forward and three back is called the cha-cha. <laughs> and Alex, it's, it's a dance. Life is a constant dance. And, you know, there's, there's, there's like, there's hundreds of different kinds of worksheets and things that you can get for all the different steps. But, um, all right. So where was that one? I was looking, I was looking at one, you know, um, part of it too, is just even sharing your personal experiences about something, you know, that you went through with somebody else and how you handled it with another person. It doesn't even have to be somebody in the program. Um, I have found that, you know, I use my program tools. They, 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 they bleed out into just the general public, my dealings, you know, with general, with the general public. I use them, um, you know, in, uh, when I do other public speaking events about mental illness or adoption or domestic violence, you know, a lot of these things all go hand in hand. It's all an illness. So, you know, it, step nine actually completes what we, you know, we do in step eight, um, and, and doing the paybacks and the IL, but it's, it's not something that is imperative to complete early in your sobriety. And I don't think it's a good idea to try and do these things early in sobriety because, you know, I'm sorry, what the heck we're talking about or how to um, express ourselves in a normal way. I believe something like step nine um, and making our amends can, can wait until we are of sounder mind. Absolutely. Usually probably. And if we absolutely feel Mm -hmm. that we have to say something to someone, we can tell them, you know, we know we've done some wrong and I'm working a program and I'm going to get to you. You're on my list and I'm going to work on that. It's really weighing on me and I want to make it right with you, but I want to make sure first that I know how to make it right with you because it's not ever about what the other person did. So you can't say, when you did this, I did that. (laughs) It has to be entirely when I did this, that's it. So we have to really wait and make sure that we have the guidance on that. I mean, if I didn't have the guidance, how to make an amends for the things that I had stolen and the different things that I had done, 
I don't, I don't know if I would have stayed sober. I don't know if I would have ever overcome that or if I would be living with that shame and guilt and wouldn't be the person that I am today. Sandra, thank you so much for being here. We're going to go to Dan in Oak Lawn, Illinois. Dan, welcome to Sober in the City. Thank you. You hear us sharing about uh, step nine, basically, and a little bit of step 10. Can you share with us your experience? Well, I, well, I was listening to a little bit of your conversation, and uh, there's more more to it than cash, cash register honesty, you know. There's a thing where they say, uh, to thine own self be true, you know. Um, you know, uh, the thing about the ism is, you know, that everybody else knew he had a problem with you, you know, and I had to come here and find that out. You know, that's why when we took the inventory in step four, you know, it mentioned drop the word blame, you know, because this is my inventory. It's looking about uh, who I am and why why I was powerless over uh, people, places, and other things, you know. Was just the alcohol and all that stuff helped me run away from that. These steps helped me, help me, help me to understand that. Now, like step nine, uh, now if you if you if you were through step, step six, six and seven, six and seven will prepare you for going into eight and nine. You know, you got to know where your part in things are. You know, I mean, you could do the inventory, you could uh, uh, share your fifth step, but you know, did you, did you cover? You know. The, the, you know, they'll ask you, you know, have you covered everything? Did you make more without stand? And uh, I, I honestly could tell you that uh, I did it the best I could, but I did it the best. You know, I didn't, there were still things I was holding on to. There were still things I was sugarcoating, you know. I thought I could still fix, manage, and control it. But when I was finally able to let go of that stuff and uh, be honest with myself, like I said, then I know it's be true. That's when God was able to do some work because, you know, I was able to, let go of some stuff, and make make the amends to myself, you know, and uh, it's not make, it's not about making amends to somebody else. It's about making amends to yourself and changing your ways and changing the way you do things. And as we as we can continue to go to meetings, and as rep, rep, repetitive as the uh, steps can be, you know, because we we go through this stuff over and over and over. But you know, sometimes I have to hear something ten, fifty, a hundred times before I understand it, you know. And that's what's good about it, you know, because it helps me to remind myself. Uh, what I got to do every day and who I am and uh, it keeps me balanced, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for the, this, this variety I have, you know, and uh, the things I have. And uh, again, I guess it's not about saying you're sorry. It's about, I think you even mentioned about that living amends. Just do the best thing you can and, uh, uh, you know, making the next right decision and having God uh, walking, along, walking along with you in that path just to help you make those decisions. You know, God doesn't take nothing away, you know, he'll help you through it. It's like, you know, in the third step, you know, I mentioned, you know, the, I think the key is the willingness to be able to uh, open up that door and be able to walk through. And that's what that's what this, that's about, you know, be able to walk through this stuff. Because the things that life throws at you can be uh, pretty fearful, you know, and if I project and if I get ahead of myself, um, you know, I, I, I can get in trouble, you know, and I don't want to deal with stuff. I start hiding out, I run away, I start isolating, you know, I, you know, I, and my own worst enemy want to do that, you know. But uh, you, you know, when I my first first my first got sober, I, I went to the, uh, the one rehab at the local local hospital, and uh, uh, when I first first got out, you know, I thought just because I was changing that everybody else was going to change, and that wasn't the case. You know, I found out that uh, uh, you know I had to change myself. You know, a lot of people come into the program and go from eight to nine, and, and you know that doesn't work. You know, because there's other steps to work, you know, between there, because you, know, you got to understand who you are, you know, because if you even go 
make amends or even say you're sorry. You know, I mean, you can get stuff thrown at you. How are you, you going to handle that? You know, so you know this is this is this is a good one to uh, work with your sponsor too because uh, you know it's good to know what your part of things are, and he may know more about your case than you may realize, and he may have some uh, insight that it may be good 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 food for thought. You know, and uh, uh, like you know, uh, like I said, making making amends. Not as, it's not about saying, saying you're sorry. Uh, so you say like if I if I, if I damaged uh, my neighbor's fence, I make an amend, and uh, that's a direct amend. And the second way is by just modif- 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 modifying my behavior, you know, and uh, not acting and reacting on stuff like I, like I used to, you know, and uh, living life in life's terms. And you know that's a, that's what this is about. This is what we're talking about living life in life's terms and. That's what this stuff steps up helps us do. Helps us, you know, helps us give uh, give us peace of mind. Helps be helps us be a little more comfortable within our, within our own skin. Uh, dealing with life because that was that was my problem. I was just maladjusted to life. I didn't deal with people too well, you know. And but uh, but the program and the steps you know, help me to deal with that, you know, on a daily basis, you know, one day at a time. And uh, uh, is a continued work in progress. You know, I can't say. That things are perfect, they'll never be perfect, but uh you know, like I say it's progress, not perfection, you know. It's trying it's try, as long as you try to do your best, you know, I think that that's all that God can ever, ever expect of you, you know. Just doing your best, you know, just be yourself, you know, and just do do the best you can, you know, and that's that, that's what that's what it's about. Yes, when and, you honestly uh, try and your best is gonna vary from day to day depending on how fit your spiritual condition is how well you're feeling, yeah. if you're tired. So those things are going to change. And I like the way you brought up how we were. We were maladjusted to life in full flight from reality and outright mental defectives. That's how the book describes yeah. us, along with restless, irritable, yeah. and discontent. What a mess. <laughs> I mean, we were a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're out making amends, we're not saying I'm sorry, because we all said I'm sorry so many times. What an amend is, is saying to someone, I realized that I was wrong. I realized that I acted improperly. I no longer act that way. I have amended my behavior. I make an amends to you, telling you what my part in our difficulty was, and that I no longer act that way. Whether they accept it or not, you're out making those amends for yourself. Thanks for pointing that out. That was real important, Dan. You have a, a few lines in closing with us today. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just being accountable for your for yourself. Say, like, uh, uh, someone someone once said that ninety five percent of success is like showing up. So, say, like the current the current job I have now, all I did was just show up, and I, sh- I kept on showing up every day, and then they they trusted you, and so I I, I had a job, you know, and. Uh, <laughs> They put me on salary and everything else, so that's cool, you know. And it just, uh, you know, because you know, <laughs> was a problem. I had, I had a problem showing showing up sometimes. Yeah. And there was problems where I didn't get, you know, greeting cards. Like, I don't know. I go out but, for know, lunch, it, never it, come just, back. <laughs> be, be more accountable to myself, and uh, yeah, there are, you know, there are some of those financial men's, you know, maybe you know, a buck, buck here, a buck there, and. Uh, you, you, you can do it. At least you're trying, you know, because uh, uh, you're better to, to make make it and, and feel better about yourself than that, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, Thanks so much yeah. for being here with us, Dan and Sandra. Also, when we come back, more about the work of a program, what you can expect, and how it has worked for others, and how it can work for you if you honestly try. Sober in the City will be right back. And unlike the dope man, 
We actually will be right back. When I got the news today, I didn't know what to say. So I just hung up the phone. I took a walk to clear my head. This is where the walk is. At the Leaf Treatment Center, we understand. We understand you are struggling. That's why our treatment nourishes mind, body, and spirit. We understand that recovery works differently for everyone. That's why we design individual treatment programs specifically for you. At Believe Treatment Center, we understand that it's not easy. That's why we offer a comprehensive scope of services including nutrition, massage, chiropractic, and aftercare for you and even for your family. Believe Treatment Center is a 12-step friendly, state-of-the-art facility located in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida. We are experts in all types of addiction and recovery, and we are proud sponsors of Sober in the City. To find out more about our program and how your insurance may cover your treatment, call us today at 1-855-874-2354. That's 855-874-2354. 1-855-874-2354. Or visit BelieveTreatmentCenter.com. Believe Treatment Center. We understand. 